0: Welcome to KoozaCast, where we interview some of the most influential people in tourism from around the world. My name is Graham Watson, and I'm the founder of CUSA Global. The word CUSA means a new dawn, and in 2023, we want to find out just how our guests are working towards that new dawn. Join us and subscribe to future episodes as we hope to inspire you with stories of strength and resilience in the tourism industry. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Cousa Cast. Thanks so much for all the follows and all the lovely reviews. It's great to hear that so many people are enjoying the conversations we are having. Today's guest, we've got Mr. Martin Hawke, who I've known for many years. Martin is works in the attractions field. Hello, Martin. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it, Grant. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. So you are currently the senior director of partner success at at Hollybob
1: yep i uh, recently started uh, fresh in uh, fresh in this year
0: perfect perfect glad to hear all is going well yeah so this is generally how we start the the podcast i just uh, get you to tell the listeners just about who you are your your background um and how you got into tourism and and why you yeah how how you've just stuck around all these years
1: yeah sure so I kind of, uh, I guess, stumbled into the tourism industry. It wasn't something that I initially had had planned, Um, you know, when I was at school or going for university initially. I I wanted to be a rock star. That was I studied music for five years and then, you know, graduated in the middle of a recession and uh, jobs in the music industry are hard to come anyway. So, and even harder in the recession. So at that point decided, you know what, I'm going to go see the world. And took a, a year off, did a backpacking trip, um, to go and kind of see places that I could only really imagine. And that's, that for me was when I, I caught the travel bug and came back from that and realized, you know what, this is what I want to do. Uh, I want to, you know, help people go and experience just a slice of a fraction of what I've done. So naturally that led me to STA at the time, um, which is also who I booked my initial trip from. Um, and then, yeah, over time work, worked, worked my, my way up from there uh, across the kind of Viator TripAdvisor to, to, to where I am now at, uh, at Holly Bob. So um yeah couldn't couldn't be happier quite frankly
0: perfect perfect yeah so that's an interesting story so you you i never realized this but you're a, you're a bit uh, a bit like me in a way we both started off in the in the entertainment industry wanting to be well i wanted to be more a pop star than a rock star <laughs> um so i always joke around with people that michael buble stole my job um, <laughs> because we uh apparently he also started off i was a cruise ship singer as well so he uh apparently was discovered on a cruise liner but uh, good good luck to good luck to all uh, michael yeah so um we we're pretty happy doing doing what we do um but yeah interesting that you booked a trip with sta and then ended up working for them yeah yeah so uh yeah so i mean um just describe the, some sort of some of the things that you've been through, and in, in I know that Viator was independent of TripAdvisor, but then while you were working for them, they were bought by TripAdvisor. Is that correct?
1: Uh, pretty much, yes. Yeah. So I, actually, it was as I was going through the interview process, the acquisition happened. Um, so I, I was one of the first people, so I've been told, uh, mm. that Viator brought on board uh, after the, the TripAdvisor acquisition. So. Um, it was quite an, uh, quite an interesting and eye-opening experience to, to kind of see how, you know, a company of Vital's size at the time uh, fitted in within the wider TripAdvisor media group uh, and how we can interact with, you know, various different business units and uh, within the company. So, um, yeah, I learned a lot during that period.
0: All right, so for those for those who don't know what Holly Bob does, can you just um, run through, uh, yeah, a bit of a background of, of the company and what your what your role is there?
1: Yeah, so you know, Holly Bob's uh, relatively new in the marketplace. We've only been around for for about four years. Uh, you know, launching at the beginning of a pandemic has has its challenges, but um, yes. have seen you know phenomenal growth since then. So. You know, we're really trying to be the e-commerce engine for the, for the tours and activities sector in in the travel space. And, you know, we have a few different pillars and how we can help that. And we're working on some really, really interesting features from a, from a technology point of view. So trying to get the right product in front of the right people at the right time in order to, you know, serve, serve them up. So they're, they're doing the best experiences while they're in destination and make their trip once in a lifetime on the flip side, yeah. obviously, then helping uh, you know, helping uh, ho- the hospitality industry, helping the travel industry, um, increase their conversions, increase their their revenues as well, and that's been uh, a really interesting um, experience because it's not something that I can see really anybody else in the market you know, kind of doing. And on the flip side of that, we also help you know working with tour operators with activity providers to help you know, drive direct bookings to, to their own website. So they're not so reliant on, on, on other distribution channels, let's say.
0: Yeah. And what, what is the, what do you reckon the most, the sort of biggest challenge is at the moment in attraction, um, you know, provide provision to the tourism industry and in term, Yeah. For me, I think it's, it, it's the adoption
1: of technology. It's, you go back 5 years and compare it, it, it it's increased massively but there there still is um i'm not going to say it's an issue but there's, there still is a reluctance in some some parts to really engage and embrace technology and um you know i've i've seen it in the past you know where i've seen you know operators or attractions um create amazing experiences but they have no idea how to get that out into the world and, and distribute it, or they, they think it's going to take a lot of work and effort. And actually, you know, embracing technology to run your business on a day-to-day allows you then to connect to multiple different distribution channels, such as, such as ourselves mm. and get it in front of people um, with relatively low effort um, that normally it would be quite difficult for, for, for them to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the, it's come up so often. I think the the acceleration of technology, I think, during the pandemic there are a lot of companies that uh, had to have that as their focus um you know focus on their technological advances you hollybob as a company in terms of being you know starting just before the pandemic obviously it's interesting to see how hollybob um has adapted to a pand- the pandemic working environment you you kind of working from, from home um, a lot or most of the time. What is that a general company policy that, that, that's, that's how they work at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're
1: a fully remote company. So, you know, obviously setting up just before the, you know, during the pandemic couldn't leave the homes and, yeah. And coming out of that, it, it, it was working. And I think that's kind of the new normal, you know, a lot yes. of people now are spending a lot more time at home or, or a hybrid model. So you know we're fully remote you know we you know we have you know employees in i think 14 different countries now so working across time zones and uh, but there is a big focus on that camaraderie it's one of our values mm. you know we have regular meetups in, in in an office space in in london for example once a month likewise the us folks have a, have a similar one um, and it's great to get together and see people still but um, having that flexibility is uh, is definitely an advantage
0: so having been office based before do you do are you happier working remotely do
1: you know what if you had asked me when I was in the office I, I probably would have said no um typically when I was there I, I always struggled to work from home I got, I got too too distracted by everything yeah. and and for me you know home was a place that wasn't work related so I struggled to kind of get into that mentality whereas you know now I I, I definitely prefer it um it you know technology has come so far as well you know I can jump on a quick you know video call with with my colleague you know over on the yeah. east coast quite easily or the west coast and have the same dialogue and achieve the same results and in in a weird roundabout way actually I find myself more productive now than I'm doing the office because I'm mm. not distracting anybody by trying to talk about the football or anything I can actually yes. you know, get my head down and, and crack on
0: no exactly I mean that's always been my point it's uh and I've said it and a few other guests it's uh I, I believe productivity will increase because you especially with the 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 travel time, um, you know if if you yeah, you know, I mean the the commuting was was just a bit, you know, if you don't need to do it, why? Because that's two hours out of your day in most uh, most you know cities around the world. Um. Yes. No. Yeah. I'm a firm. I'm a firm believer in, in in how remote working can increase productivity because your your state of mind, your I think your physical health, your mental health, everything. Because you, you um, yeah. I think it's just it makes a lot of sense. And also the sick days. I mean, who's going to call in sick when they're working from home? It's <laughs> it's. Well, uh, it, it, yeah.
1: it, I think it helps with the kind of mental burnout as well. You, you know, you talked about the the commute. Like, uh, obviously, I don't know how many people listening uh, are used to or know the London commute, but it's, uh, it's not pleasant, uh, you know, jumping on a, on a packed train or a packed tube with, you know, especially in the middle of summer Yes, and you know, they're adding on, an, you know, an hour, hour and a half to you, it's, you know, it's three hours, you know, hour and a half each way, so three hours total. That's quite a bit more to it. So, you know, it just helps with that mental burnout, especially in the summer, like, you know, finish mm. work five 36 o'clock. I'm in my You're garden home. in the sun with a glass of wine, enjoying myself instead of stuck on a packed train.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I think the work life balance is definitely and it's becoming harder to justify, you know, I've said it uh, in other interviews that I've noticed, uh, I'm sure you have too. on job, on job descriptions on LinkedIn and other platforms like that, they actually are now saying remote, hybrid, office based. And I think it's in many ways, it's up to the company now to convince the potential employee why, why they have to come into an office. It's a very weird dynamic.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, definitely shifted. And, you know, I, I do see obviously still see some value in having those, those face to face meetings, but yeah. um, I would say that's more from, you know, an external point of view with, with people I don't interact with on a daily basis. Um,
0: yeah, I think a day to day working remotely is makes a lot of sense. What yeah. you um there's there's many productivity tools out in the market that particularly if you're working from from home you kind of have to do a lot of self-motivation do you what uh what kind of productivity tools that are out there do you use i mean i know i use sort of microsoft's to-do list and is there anything in particular that that helps you get through your day and helps speed up your productivity
1: do you know what? I'm I'm gonna be quite a hypocrite here against everything I said earlier, but I actually just use pen and paper still. <laughs> my main thing no, right. no, that, that's fine. No, that's fine. A lot of people do. do that. Um, so I I, have, I kind of have it there in front of me, but um, there's a few different tools that are, you know a few of my colleagues that have told me about that I wanna I wanna check out. So I mean I'm, I'm sure like yourself, Graham, like I I we use Microsoft Teams, so I have stuff mm. coming through from Teams. I have emails, I have LinkedIn messages, WhatsApp messages. Uh, and trying to stay on top of all these different platforms because sometimes be a challenge on it on its own so um mm. I've been told there's a few tools out there now that can kind of consolidate all of these into one platform so it stays on top I haven't checked them out yet so I don't want to put mm. my hat on it and say that they're, they're worthwhile but they're definitely something that's on my on my radar to explore
0: yeah well, that's that's uh yeah there's there's so many tools out there and I'm finding it very interesting how uh how people uh how people use them I've I've had right from the uh, you know, uh, Monica Yule said switching switching everything off is is the most pro- productivity because you know you get a lot done when the when the thing everything's not beeping and clanging and going off yeah. and notifications. And then yeah, um, yeah I mean others have, have have described in detail how how certain productivity tools helps their team helps uh, yeah helps just get um, get everything done and task management. It's it's uh, yeah, it's very very interesting. So yeah. what do you, what do you think in the terms of the attraction in terms of the attraction field the, the attraction world? What's yep. um what's what's sort of coming up in terms of uh innovation? Is there is there something that without giving too much away about what your your company's doing, is there anything exciting that uh that uh you can think of that's kind of sort of coming up to make the the provision and the availability of what attractions are um, available to tour operators and to the individual itself themselves.
1: I think again, I'll, I'll probably echo what I said earlier is that, you know, adoption of of technology, which will allow wider distribution. There, there are some phenomenal experiences out there in the world, which are, you know, are so hidden um, because, you know, tour providers, activity providers, attractions, you know, don't really know how to, to market that and they don't really know how to get that in front of the right customer in order to, to convert. And I think that's, that's what's really exciting me about Holly Bob is that we are, you know, working on those kind of curations to make sure that we are getting them in front of the right people at the right time through the channel that they want to book through as well. So I think that's going to be the the biggest one is, is, is seeing that that big change and having, the the tours and activities in the attraction space really fully embrace, you know, technology. I mean, we've seen it with airlines and we've seen it with hotels. Um, you know, it's very rare that I would, you know, email a a hotel to try and make a booking. It's all, it's all done online instantaneously. Mm. Uh, And tours and activities, you know, attractions is a, is a completely different ballgame. I appreciate it's a lot more complicated, but with the new tools out there, um, it's all pointing in the, in the right direction. And, uh, you know it's it's for me it's the the best space in the industry it's the reason why you travel to a destination with all due respect to the the airlines Mm. and you know i'm not flying to a destination because i want to experience their economy class you know i'm going there (laughs) because i want to see the destination you know
0: yes yes that lovely heated up frozen food and the you know plastic uh cups with uh yeah with um yeah um, wine who knows where they got it from yeah exactly. <laughs> we, i think most of us know that um yeah we don't we don't yeah the, the airline uh, is a means to an end well i mean i suppose the biggest challenge when in the attraction world for me would be the lead time it takes to actually book something while you're in resort so you know, I think that that's obviously a lot of focus with companies such as yours is how to get those activity providers to be able to have that lead time, booking lead time as, you know, as, as little as possible. Um, completely, where, completely. Yeah. And,
1: and I think that's what it, the. The technology aspect can also assist, you know, the main blockers I've had to working with operators that can't offer like a a very short lead time is that they need to go and physically call someone or send an email to check if, you know, the restaurant that they go into or the accommodation that they're staying at is still available. Whereas, you know, there is a way that, you know, an availability call could go through an API through an API and check it all off at once. Mm, Yeah. Um, so I think, I think that would help. I mean, you know, there was a big I say a big issue. It was a problematic um issue that, you know, aroused last year, you know, with the return of travel. I don't think anyone was really expecting it to, to bounce back as strongly as it did around Easter time. Mm. Um, and obviously a lot of the, the guides that we used pre-pandemic had retrained and moved on to different industries. So there was a struggle for for operators to to get relevant guides to fulfill the demand that was there. Um, so hopefully yeah. I, I don't think we'll see that as much over the high season this year, uh, because obviously that we've had a lot more leeway into that, but, you know, that was also a problem with coming up have short lead in times is um, people were, you know, it was getting sold out two weeks or so in advance, whereas, mm. you know, people's traveler behavior, you look pre pandemic was very much in destination. You know, what can I do tomorrow? I'm on my yeah. mobile phone. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to check this out.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, having been a client of yours before, <laughs> um, hmm. when you were a TripAdvisor, I know that the logistical nightmare of being able to get a guide, get a vehicle, that's, you know, that's... yeah, because that's the thing. You've got to you've got to find out who's available uh, from a guide point of view and the vehicle. Um, so, I mean, that's yeah. I mean that that needs to be automated, I, I suppose. There are platforms being developed, or, or have been developed, where you log your vehicle, what it's doing, and you know—is that something that that you that you see as being easy to do? For me, it's—I suppose—if you have the right coding and the right program, it's—it is quite easy to know that that vehicle and that guide <laughs> is available at that time tomorrow morning. Yeah. I mean i'm going to say yes but that's based on absolutely zero technical knowledge at yes, all so yeah. there's, there's probably
1: well, probably an engineer team somewhere just screaming it's quite difficult and they are probably right but um, yeah yeah i mean look if it if it was easy easy to do it would have been done seamlessly by now so no mm. doubt that it is a, it is a challenge and i think especially in the tools and the activity space there's so many different technology options and so many different technology providers there's uh, you know, I, I don't know too much about it. So I don't want to go into too detailed to say something that's maybe not, you know, maybe mm. not entirely true, but there is like a, a group now of reservation systems called Octo who are trying to, to standardize kind of connections across the tours and activities space, um, which, you know, Holly Bob is, is working closely with. Um, mm. And I think, you know, if they get that fully up and running and across the industry, it's only going to be positive for everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, especially I think for curated uh, private experiences, you know, you're going to, it's a bit more complex, you know, obviously booking a, a ferry across to Alcatraz or you know, a capsule place on the London mm-hmm. Eye, that's that's far easier <laughs> than, um, than knowing that, yeah, I mean, restaurants and all that kind of stuff it's it's there's a lot a lot to plug in yeah. but um i do i do see a huge escalation particularly now in 2023 there's a lot of it's almost like we've blasted into <laughs> into a, a technological sort of amazing kind of uh, you yeah. know advancement it's just everything's yeah, just yeah everything's just coming out of you just can't believe what's going on so i mean yeah it's going to be very interesting in the in the in the travel and tourism world to to see where it all goes and uh yeah that I mean it's the days of the days of the the old salesman walking around with a briefcase full of brochures and pamphlets and uh, you know those those I mean yeah I mean you you laugh and I think everybody does laugh it's almost it is laughable to think that uh, that um those days are you know it's no, nobody wants the physical brochure everyone's the first question is what well, what's your website and all that kind of stuff so
1: exactly yeah like you can't go anywhere now without you know a QR code somewhere yeah yeah, yeah
0: a QR like... <laughs> a QR code and that's what it is i mean it's it's yeah i i i love all the advancement and all the cool stuff it's it's uh, it's great so um yeah i mean in terms of in terms of where you where you started and where you are now. What what kind of what what personality traits do you think a young entrepreneur may may need in order to in order to move up sort of as as quickly um, as you have done? What what do you think is a, is a personality trait? That... That's a very good question. Um, <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. No,
1: I, w- I would say you know probably not to be afraid to to fail. Um, yes along the way like I mean I could tell you a few stories probably you know not on a recorded platform maybe down the pub of you know some of the mistakes <laughs> I've made I look there, forward to it yes a, a, along the way um but I think you know as long as you know your intentions are good decisions are being made with you know the information that you have available to you at the time and and, and that's uh, and, and like I said those decisions have been made with the best of intentions no one's gonna hold you I'm I was going to hold you accountable no one's going to blame me for making the decisions you did as long as you can you know explain why you've done them and back them up and I think I've had a number of people reporting into me over the time and I think that's always been that kind of a, a mental block that kind of fear to failure that kind of what if I say something to this partner of mine that's going to upset them and mm. You, you know relationships aren't defined by one you know stupid flippant comment somewhere mm, um, yeah. it's not going to make the whole thing come crashing down and if it does that was never a strong relationship anyway and as long as you kind of learn from their mistakes and adapt and take them on board and and, and not be afraid to take on i guess some honest truths um then you know the, the world is your oyster um
0: yeah Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely, well, it has to work both ways too. You have to work in an environment where, where ideas of, of, you know, are fostered by the management and the staff aren't scared to, to come up with an idea and give it a try. And, you know, that's, I think even what, what Elon Musk uh, says, he, you know, he's a great, he's a great uh, believer in, uh, you know, innovation coming from, coming from the staff and not being afraid and cuz if you're scared to try something because you're going to get fired or something for doing something wrong yeah. then um then that's not the way a company progresses uh, if everyone's too scared to give something a try so yeah i mean that okay. that's an interesting point it's um i think definitely yeah it's it's interesting to see how people how people get through um and and motivate themselves i've met a lot of young entrepreneurs lately and what comes second nature to to um us m- more me as as uh slightly older than you <laughs> but uh just a little bit yeah, just a li- little bit a little bit but it's um what comes to second nature is something that somebody hasn't learned you know so what what we what we have learned without even realizing it and how we implement things it's someone else needs to know they need to be told that so it's it's yeah. it's great to be able to talk to to young entrepreneurs and young people trying to break in to the industry because um, yeah, yeah some yeah, things completely you
1: know i think this is one thing that i would say that i have learned or we've seen since since the pandemic as well is there's the need for innovation and the need to to change and mm. uh, you know i i would i would say before the pandemic there was a lot of kind of if it's don't broke, don't fix it mentality, um, yeah, which you know, probably left some money on the table somewhere. It didn't allow for maybe the best customer experience, but there wasn't any issues. And and mm. now, you know, to your point, there's a lot of young entrepreneurs coming and going, well, Actually, this this wasn't easy. This wasn't straightforward for me. This this can be done better. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's it's that driving force. I think that's going to really help the industry, especially the the tours and activities and attraction space. Yeah, um, really explode
0: yeah i think i think for a for a young person as well it's it's always you never you have to bring your ideas forward i mean i've definitely always been one to to say you know there's there's probably you know i I can think of a better way to do this um Mm -hmm. and not be scared to to put that forward and you just got to find the right balance of course it's it's being able to put put that across to someone in a in a nice way <laughs> that, that <laughs> you've, that you've something that they've been doing for many, many years, you can think, well, hang on, this, 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 there's a, there's a better way and an easier way to do this. It's but not an you, easy
1: conversation at times. Yeah. Completely. No, it's
0: not an easy conversation, but not, it has to be had. And it's, it's all about, yeah, just every, everybody that shouldn't be, shouldn't be scared to, to, to have those conversations. So that's um an interesting, interesting point um what, what are you with all the advancements that is happening is there one thing that that you still think that needs to change a lot um you know obviously from an attractions point of view or tourism or just in in the workplace in general what would you like to see that go forward um, and change?
1: Um, I kind of just, you know, going to what we were, we were just chatting about, having more of an open-mindedness and, and being, mm. you know, embracing, you know, new ideas and, uh, you know, new technology, you know, I, I've seen, especially the technology, the ResTech side and all that side of the toilettivity the business really quite explode in the last few years. I, I don't know the exact numbers, but you know, when I started at Vital, there was, you know, to my mind, five or so major players, and now there's, you know, 50 plus in the market. Um, And that's all come about because there was a gap and people were willing to listen and, and kind of start embracing change. And you know, we're still only scratching the surface on that front. So mm. I would say it is that open-mindedness. And, you know, again, not having that, that fear of, of failure and just being like, you know, I do have a great experience. I want the whole world to come and experience my product in my destination. And I want to get that out there to as, to as many people as possible. And, uh, mm. and, uh, yeah, embracing that technology and, and, and the relevant costs that come with it. Um, at, at the beginning can potentially seem daunting, but yeah. from my experience over time, I, I've got a hell of a lot more, you know, success stories out of it than anything else
0: sure and you've worked a lot with the the African market as well and yes. obviously yes. a lot of a lot of service providers um, that that have great ideas, maybe not so much of a of a cash reserve to invest in getting onto platforms how how does I mean is Holly Bob a place where where someone with an activity can maybe approach a member of your team and say I have this activity, this is what we do, how do I get on your platform or is, is that how it would work?
1: Um, it, it depends on, on kind of what you want us to do for us. So the main way that we work with operators now is that we really help and flesh out and build their digital strategy. So a lot of the Holly Bob team are kind of ex-viator. So we know what converts online. We know how to sell online and, and we know how to get that in front of people. So, You know, you could be an operator, you know, let's just, you know, say out of Cape town um, that really wants to increase their direct bookings. You know, you'll come to us, we'll do kind of a, uh, a deep dive into your brand. We'll, we'll kind of look at your website, potentially even build you a new one or focus on that. And if we need to, to help it convert, we've got a content team to help kind of rewrite that and really make it SEO optimized and help you kind of get in front of the right consumers at the time. Um, without spending an absolute fortune to to do so with relatively low kind of overhead. So
0: mm. uh,
1: we have a whole team for that and, you know, we have a dedicated supply team as well. So, you know, if you're using a technology provider, which, you know, I, I, I strongly recommend, um, you know, that will also allow us to potentially help distribute your product into channels that you you, you wouldn't necessarily get into
0: perfect so then how would how would somebody like that get in touch with holly bob who's the best team to i mean what email address or website can they go to 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 have a look at um, their you,
1: you can go to Hollybob.tech. there is a, a form that you, you can complete uh which goes to to my 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 colleagues for people to reach out to me directly and i can i can put them in touch with the team if that's easier as well
0: okay yeah sounds great um so holly hollybob.tech so that's holibo .tech yes all right thanks Correct. uh thanks so much for your time martin i think uh for any attraction providers out there for anybody who's got some some great uh some great products some great ideas i think it's a good a good way some you know to to get that international exposure and to get people to experience their their product you know and of course you know, working with the local DMCs as well to to get uh, to get the destination management companies to hear about their product and and get it on their books too. So, yeah, it's all a very for interesting sure. chain. Yeah, for sure. All right, thanks, Mod. Thanks for your time. We will. I'll let you know when this goes out, and all the best. And we will catch up uh, face to uh, face, face to face soon. Thanks very much. For sure, appreciate it, and uh, yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks, Martin. Bye.
1: Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for tuning in to CousaCast, where we explore the world of tourism with leaders from all corners of the globe. Join me, Graham Watson, for future episodes as we dive into the latest trends and insights from the industry. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating. And we'll see you next time on CousaCast.